Hello, everybody. I'm Tutor Jack. And this short class is about the eyelets test or examination. It is popular in many countries throughout the world for college and university admission. And many people need to take this test to obtain employment in a wide variety of jobs using English as the source language. So we are going to discuss eyelets, the different sections, and I will answer any questions that our meeting attendees have about the eyelets. It's very important, it's critical, and we need to make sure that anyone that is taking the test, studying for the test, or organizing material to become ready and proficient, that we discuss this in a thorough manner. Hi, everybody. How are you today? I'm Tudor Jack. What's up? I'm great, sir. How are you? I'm doing real good, Raj, and thank you for enrolling in my courses, too. Let's have a discussion about the IELTS exam, since it is so important. My purpose for today's course or lesson is simply to answer questions that anyone may have and to provide useful strategies in obtaining a good or perfect score in some cases. I'm here. I created this class or course just so that we can have a brief discussion about any questions that anyone may have concerning the exam. So please engage with me and ask me questions. That uh, we can do some speaking yeah. practice, maybe. Yes, sir. Uh, in the speaking section, actually, uh, there are three parts, like uh, firstly, introduction, and then uh, speaking for two minutes, and in the third section, extending your answers and uh, both like that. So, can you explain it? Like, how do you uh, speak for two minutes and then the uh, three? It's uh, really difficult. And how to extend those answers? Uh, yes. What I will do is I will share my screen. We'll have something to look at. I guess I wanted to make sure that we could see the screen, and then we can actually discuss it. So, this is what we have. We could see that the IELTS exam is given in more than 90 countries, including China, and we can talk about the different categories of the test. I will answer your questions. Please keep your questions simple so that we can obtain important information and become successful when we are taking the IELTS exam. And we have these different components of the IELTS exam. One of the things that I would recommend to everyone, since we are preparing for an exam that measures listening, speaking, reading, and writing, let's use our own materials and our friends to help us. And what do I mean by that? If we are concerned about our difficulty in the speaking section, let's practice with our family and friends prior to taking the exam. Have a friend select a random topic and we will discuss it with them. This is a great opportunity and greatly assists everyone in preparation to actually take the test. Let's take the test as many times as we can with our friends, neighbors, and family by asking us random questions or providing us random topics to speak about or to listen about or to read about or to write about. This will greatly reduce testing anxiety I also have some materials prepared 
on the Tudor Jack channel of YouTube that will be successful. So I strongly recommend that everyone look at the Tudor Jack YouTube channel to obtain additional information on listening, speaking, reading, and writing topics. And thank you for joining me in this presentation or class today. Let us continue and I will now endeavor to answer your questions that you have concerning eyelids. I will have to leave for a brief moment because the mailman is arriving and I am receiving a package today, but I will leave the meeting room open and we will resume the questions and answers once I return. I would like everybody to go to this site and prepare themselves for eyelids related content. Okay, sir, okay. A moment. One moment, please. Yes. I will share this content with everyone. And we will take a moment. Please go here to this site while I'm going to the mailbox and everyone can ask me questions based on the material here. I've sent the content to everyone as a Zoom group chat. And I will be returning momentarily. Please wait one moment. By accessing the website during my absence, we can obtain information and ask questions upon my return. Are you taking IELTS exam? Oh, you are asking me? Yes, yes. There's no one in this group. Okay, yeah. I thought you were asking Tutor Jack, which has already been gone. Okay. Uh, yeah, I am intended to take IELTS uh, test around after uh, two to three months, but I've started preparation now, from now on. Okay. I'm taking in 15 months. Sorry? I'm, I'm going to take the IELTS examination in 15 days from now. Okay, you have booked your date? Yes, yes. Okay, that's great. So, have you, uh, uh, when did you start uh, the preparation uh, for the preparation? Okay. Yeah, exactly. Actually, uh, I have already wrote the IELTS examination once before. Okay. I got, uh, and, yeah. got 6.5 overall. Okay. But I was actually trying to develop my speaking skills. I got only six and I want to increase it to seven or higher like that. Okay. And I wrote uh, uh, three, four months ago and I'm writing again now. Okay. And how long ago uh, you have attempted IELTS last time? Yeah, it's three months ago. Okay, you attempted IELTS three months ago and now you are practicing from three months onward. No, no, I'm doing it from 15 days only. Okay. I mean, it's IELTS is really costly. I mean, I, you can, one cannot prefer to attempt it again and again. Yeah, but, but uh, it's really important for me because I'm preparing, I'm, I'm going to do my master's in USC and coming January. So if I get a good IELTS score, then I could uh, get a sponsorship for my education. 
that would be really uh, more uh, really helpful and that is more costly than the examination of a uh, fee of the examination yeah, exactly yeah exactly exactly so your university is going to sponsor you yeah university will be going to sponsor if i get a, a good ielts score they can uh, at least try to interview me So you are from India. Yeah, I'm from India. Where are you from? Okay, I'm from Pakistan. Oh, nice. So, uh, how did you uh, recognize my name that I'm from India? Yeah, I mean, I not me not only me, a lot of people around the world recognize subcontinental accent. Oh I yes, mean, yes. I mean, it's. I mean, um, I. It's. It often happens with me that I enter a certain room and they just call me a Pakistani after hearing my accent. Oh, okay. I. They I. First, really they first confuse me. They, they first confuse me with the Indians. Then I mentioned. Then when I mentioned that I'm not an Indian, they out there probably yeah, say that fine. I'm from Pakistan. Now let's go ahead and continue our discussion. Most of the time, the biggest factor that contributes to a person being unsuccessful on the IELTS test is they're nervous, they're stressed out, they're not comfortable with the material. The best way we can prepare for these type of situations is to practice listening, to practice speaking, to practice reading and practice writing. Remember, even if we do not understand the material 100%, we can still provide a response. Where people experience difficulty in the IELTS examination is they do not answer the question. And if we do not answer the question, we are guaranteed zero points for that question. And this affects our score. But if we provide content in each one of the four separate areas, we have a chance to significantly increase our score. Does everyone understand what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. So when we are in a testing situation, we have known areas and unknown areas. And the key to preparation is to take anything that is in the unknown area and make it known. What do we know about the IELTS exam? We know where it is. We know what time it is. We know how many sections there are. We know the room. We know how long the test will take. The IELTS examination is designed to minimize stress and to make us score well on the test. What are some things we can do to improve our score? Take each section and focus on the areas that are difficult at the beginning. Because if we focus on the difficult areas at the beginning, we can focus on the easier areas when our brain is more tired. If we attempt to answer a difficult question when our brain is tired, it is more difficult to answer the question. So let's make sure that we tackle the easy information first I made a mistake. Let's make sure that we focus on the difficult information first. And then as the test progresses, we could focus on the easier types of information. 
when our brain is more tired. This is a helpful test-taking strategy. The most important thing that we can do to be successful on the IELTS examination and receive a high score is simply read the testing instructions. And how can we do this? When we are listening, pay attention to the vocabulary that we know. If we understand 90% of the content, we will probably understand 90% of what we need to use and provide as an answer. And the best way we can do this is by preparing with friends, family, anyone that we see that can ask us questions. And then we can practice providing responses to them using the suggested timelines. Does anyone have a question for me concerning, concerning the IELTS exam, the International English okay. Language Testing System? Yeah, I have a question. Sure. Okay, so I've heard of that uh, A1, A2, C1, C2, B1, B2 word, wording categories. I mean, if you are fluent and you, uh, you still not be able to achieve more than eight or nine, I mean, more than seven or eight bands if you don't use C2 or C1 category words. I mean, is it really related to IELTS or not? Once again, what I would or say, are, the better are. the person can listen, speak, read, and write English, the greater their chances of obtaining a higher score. If our English level is rudimentary or simple, then our score will not be as high as it would be for a person who has C2 proficiency. Okay, so I have another question. I've searched on uh, Google, I've Googled it, uh, but I have, I wouldn't, I wasn't able to find a lot of words of C2 category. I mean, which I assume right now is, if you have a word from A category, you must have a C2 or C1 category synonym of that word. Am I correct? Once again, our knowledge of vocabulary is dependent upon our level of listening, speaking, reading, and writing English. It's that simple. Okay, if I practice in a way that uh, I search C2 or C1 category words or synonyms of all the words I have right now in my brain of A1 or A2 category, and I practice using those C1, C2 category words, words, would it work for me? Yes, because once again, we're increasing our word knowledge and vocabulary knowledge. And by obtaining a higher level of words and vocabulary, we can ensure greater success on the IELTS exam. So it means you are saying that Every A1 or A2 category word has a synonym of C1, C2 category. Yes, and keep in mind, this is the same for all areas of the IELTS exam. The greater knowledge that we have of words and vocabulary by listening, speaking, reading, and writing will greatly increase our chances of obtaining a higher band when we are scored. Uh, okay, I have another question. Uh, Okay, tell me if I'm exceeding my limits, <laughs> but I have a lot of questions about IELTS. Okay, you've mentioned earlier that if you wouldn't be able to provide 
information or wouldn't be able to answer a question you're gonna be you're gonna get zero marks okay so what if i am not providing the right answer of a question but i have provided the wrong answer but in a very good english or speaking skills so how would be my what i would recommend quite simply and i'm copying a link here what i would recommend quite simply is to answer every question because if we don't provide an answer it's a guaranteed zero but if we provide an answer to the question as best as we can then it's up to the examiner to give us a score okay what i assume you mean to say that our correct answers are going to affect our points as well in speaking i'm talking about speaking part yes because keep in mind each section of the test is evaluated as a whole so when we evaluate the list okay i mean they're evaluating the entire i mean they're I mean, IELTS examiners are also judging your personality too from your answers. Once again, what the IELTS examiner's job is, is to evaluate the way that a person addresses each area or each section and to determine the responses, if the responses are logical and chronological when we do provide a response. That's what our job is. Okay, or uh, I mean, I, it's okay to be a person to be illogical. <laughs> I mean, in his native language too. I mean, if he is very proficient in language, and and an illogical answer should be rated well, should be scored well. That's correct, but we must remember quite simply that if we are ask a question that we may not be familiar with to include as much information in the question by actually providing our answer to individuals. So even if we have a limited knowledge of a particular section, as long as we address the material that was covered, our score will be better or enhanced. Okay, so I mean, I have another question. Uh, IELTS is a British British test and TOEFL is for American, but I've heard of a lot of people. Okay, so what you prefer, I mean, British accent is very much hard to understand for some non-native speakers. So would you prefer, for, would you prefer for them to take TOEFLs instead of IELTS? Once again, I'm not in a position to recommend one test or the other. All I'm doing is saying that both tests can listening, speaking, reading, and writing sections, and that in order to prepare for them satisfactorily, we must focus our efforts on each section. If we are reading, we must focus on the reading content. If we are writing, we must focus on writing. If we are listening, we must focus on listening, and speaking, we must focus on the speaking. That's the only way we can do it. Because yeah, that's great. But, has but if, areas. Yeah, exactly. But if someone comes to you and he's saying that I'm not 
very proficient in British accent, but I'm very, I'm very much proficient in American English. So, what would you, uh, what would you suggest him to attempt IELTS or TOEFL? Once again, what I would suggest is that the person do some research and determine which test is required, because that's up to the individual. It's not a decision that I can make for them. If a person is applying for a job, a certain test may be required. Depending upon the person that's offering the job or the person that's hiring for the job, they will provide the test that they require for candidates to consider and to enroll in and complete. Not me or you. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, in a lot of universities around the world, they have uh, let the user, let the candidate choose the test. They both, they accept both TOEFL and IELTS. Since there are many different universities, many different colleges, many different places to work, many employment types, it's up to that agency or that entity to determine which test they require. That's where the individual taking either test has to do their research and determine which yeah. test is required. I don't do that. All I do as a person who has knowledge of these tests is assist people in improving their listening, speaking, reading, and writing skills. That's all I can do. Where is the difficulty in listening? Where is the difficulty in speaking? Where is the difficulty in reading? Where is the difficulty in topic. And then I'm able to answer the questions based on the feedback that I receive from the person that wants to take this up. Does anyone else need to ask me any questions about the IELTS examination? Because that is our topic today. How long will the IELTS speaking session continue? And uh, can you explain it uh, individual parts? Here we go. You see right here where it says about the test? Please educate yourself on the different components of IELTS. Read the material that I provided to you on the website and educate yourself. That's how we become more proficient and more professional when we are taking the exam. We must educate ourselves. Yes, sir. Uh, it, uh, it is mentioned that it uh, generally varies from one to two minutes in the speaking second section. So if I stop in between one to two seconds, one to two minutes, is, this, is that okay? I didn't understand your question. Please repeat it or add it to the Zoom group chat. I was unable to hear your question properly. So I message you. Because of the accent, I'm experiencing some difficulties with understanding the accent that's being used. Okay, uh, you're facing the difficulty in understanding the accent. Once again, please type the question. I'm unable to understand the question with the accent. In the speaking section, part two. Yes. Uh, it generally, uh, uh, the test varies from one to two minutes. The student uh, the, uh, uh, who is going to take 
should answer for it one to two minutes. So should I have to, uh, uh, is it okay if I stop in between one to two minutes? I would say yes, but in many cases, if we stop something, it actually hurts us in being able to understand everything. Okay. So if we are listening and we stop the listening for any reason, it can make our progress on the test more difficult. Because remember, the information that is being listened to flows. And we must ensure that we keep the flow up. Because if we are listening to a section and we stop, now when we restart the listening section, we've already completed a certain amount. And it's better to listen to the entire presentation entirely. Uh, uh, what about uh, because it section? would be like we're having a conversation we're having a conversation and then we just stop okay. it decreases our ability to understand the entire conversation when we do this so just like when we are having a conversation with someone we must have the entire conversation and then we can respond accordingly first <laughs> Can, can you suggest a method so that I can speak for a whole two minutes? Yes, I understand. It's all about your comfort level, but I strongly recommend that in order to understand a section better, that we listen to all of the content and then make a decision based on listening to all of the content. Because if we stop, number one, it slows down our time. And number two, even if we do not understand the conversation in the beginning, we may have an opportunity to understand the conversation more as we continue it by listening to the entire presentation. Okay, what if we are asked to speak for two minutes straight, two minutes on a topic? And what if we conclude the whole topic in around one minute or one minute, 30 seconds, and we're still remaining 30 seconds. Would it be the best way good for us to stop after conclusion, after the conclusion? The best thing to do is practice on our own making a speech or a presentation that lasts two minutes. Because if we practice making two minute presentations, when we have to do it for IELTS exam testing purposes, we will already be prepared on how long two minutes is. And we can also real quickly take a look at our watch so that we know what time we are starting and what time we should be finishing. Yeah, that's right. But what if, what if somehow you, you lack content on the day of IELTS? When we lack content, the simplest thing to do is still present the material the best that we can by clearly explaining that we may not be familiar with the topic but how we would obtain information to be familiar with it. And this is also an acceptable answer. I'm not familiar with the topic of ice cream, so I would use the Wikipedia articles and obtain research using Google so that I could read materials about ice cream. By reading materials about ice cream, I would become more knowledgeable and skilled at presenting material on the topic being discussed. So I would have to write down notes. I would have to go to the library and grab a book or use Google Hangouts or do a search on ice cream 
and then I could obtain information about it so that I could answer the question satisfactorily during an IELTS examination. The best way to obtain information about ice cream is to use research in Google and determine the similarities and differences between the two types of information. I would then evaluate this situation and then provide an appropriate response to the IELTS examiner. Based on my knowledge of the subject, after researching Google, using books, magazines, and other information, obtaining information from my friends, talking with strangers, so that I could obtain a more balanced research approach and obtain the necessary content. So that's an example of an answer. I may have spoken for two minutes. I may not have spoken for two minutes. But even if I have limited knowledge on a subject area, I would explain to the examiner how I would obtain the knowledge and then provide the content to him or her in a satisfactory manner. Because I'm still speaking about- okay, Sorry, your voice, sorry. Hey, Jack, sorry, your voice was just interrupted. What oh. I understood is if you don't have exact knowledge or uh, right content, you can still communicate and continue speaking for two minutes and just sharing the different techniques and methods of acquiring knowledge. That's correct. This is what I how I would obtain the information. Because when I convey okay. that information to the examiner, I'm letting them know that I understand what their question is. I'm just replying with a response that lets them know how I would obtain additional content. Okay, wouldn't it be, okay, wouldn't it be some kind of irrelevant, irrelevant speaking? I mean, they have a topic and you're talking about acquiring information. But once again, what are my choices during a testing situation if I don't have knowledge about the topic that is being discussed? The only choice that I have is to provide the examiner with my method for obtaining additional content. Where if I say nothing, or I say, excuse me, I'm not familiar with this topic, and I stop speaking, this will lower my score. By continually speaking for two minutes, I will be able to explain to the examiner how I would obtain content, how I would assemble it, and how I would deliver it in a spoken manner. And this is just as efficient in addition to talking about the topic, if I have extensive knowledge, because I'm providing resources to the examiner and methods that I would use to be more familiar with that particular topic or issue being discussed. And that's the only choice that I have. Thank you very much for attending our IELTS discussion today. I look forward to providing more of these types of events in the very near future. And I'm glad that everybody has joined me today. This was a great lesson.